Let's go! Hey guys, welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Thank you guys for listening and for calling. You can always hit us up, 877-77-BOBBY. Mr. Bobby Bones, I hate to break it to you, but you picked the worst time in your life to start playing video games as much as you are. They're relationship killers, man. Don't do it. You can't keep your abilities at NBA 2K and Caitlin happy. It's just going to be a really tough balance. I used to play video games with my boys all the time, and then I got married, and I had to sell that thing, man, because it was I think you get it. If there's anything that I can do, it's set a goal and achieve it. And my goal is to keep playing video games and stay in an amazing relationship. That's all. I'll do it. We're now talking about a Madden football league. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe a lesser person couldn't, but I can't. She doesn't get that annoyed with me anymore. Well, I feel like you're pretty good about the time you spend on I it. try to be deliberate. Sometimes right. it can, she's like, you gotta be, like uh, last night, for example, she wasn't feeling 100% and I was like, hey, I'm gonna go play video games for a little bit and she was like, all right, but I could tell by the tone of her voice she didn't really mean it so I said, you know what, never mind. So I went and we laid down and we watched a show and went to bed. Look at you reading tones. Love it. It's a tough one. It's a skill that I've never had to even attempt to get better at. But now I'm like, hmm, how much resonation is there in that voice? So, yeah, tones is tough. Uh, one more. Here we go. Question that I've been wondering is, Bobby, you got bullied as a young child in Arkansas. Do you ever talk to those people that bullied you? Have they ever apologized? Have you ever seen them again? And for Amy, I know Stashira wanted a pool. I guess uh, Stevenson did, too. So did you guys get a pool with your new house? All right. You guys have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Sabrina. Uh, got Picked on, beat up a lot as a kid. I don't talk to them. They haven't apologized. I don't need them to. Um, I haven't seen them again. So no, no, no to all of them. So, yeah. At one point in time, you had a list. No, oh, no, no. I still know the list. And secondly, one of them reached out to me on Facebook once and was like, I never bullied you. But he was going to beat the crap out of me all the time. And I was like, block. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like getting cyber bullied. So I just got out of there. Uh, new house? New house, uh, new pool, yeah. yeah. So, it, yeah, this house came with one and like a backyard that they can run around and play in. So, yes, the kids are pumped because when they came to America, they definitely wanted a pool. Thank you for all the calls. 877-77-BOBBY. Ask us questions, suggest segments. Usually once a day we just kind of sit down and hear what you have to say. On with us now is David Rush. He has so many Guinness World Records. The reason, David, that we kind of came across your story was this balloon thing you did. And I'm going to get to some of the stuff he's done. But you had three balloons. You kept hitting them in the air for over an hour. Is that true? Uh, Yeah, an hour and 13 minutes. Now, on the surface, uh, and I'm looking at this uh, YouTube video of you, you just keep popping the balloons up in the air. On the surface, it doesn't seem that hard. But then I start to watch it. It looks really tough. How many minutes into this did you go, holy crap, I may not make it? I I never actually had that thought in my mind. I knew I could do it. I'm, I'm a juggler by trade. So I've spent 5,000 hours probably in my life juggling. Um, on this one, I knew I was going to be able to do it, but it is harder than juggling, I think. Was this a record that already stood, or did you go, here's what I can do, and then you broke it? No, this one's been broken multiple times. Uh, when I first thought it was like five, five and a half minutes was the record, some folks at BuzzFeed tried to bake it. They were unable for a while. And then I broke it, and another famous YouTuber broke it, and then somebody else broke it. So David Rush is on. He, he lives in Idaho. 
He's got a talent for breaking Guinness World Records. He kept three balloons in the air for one hour, 12 minutes, and 50 seconds. Do you have to call them and go, hey, I'm going to break this record? Do, you have to, do they have to be there? Do they have to see a live stream? Or do you just have to record it? So you, you do have to apply on their website before you can break a record. You just go out and try to break a record. They're not going to approve it because you have to apply, get the application with all of the very specific guidelines you have to follow and all the evidence you have to gather for each attempt because it's a little bit different, and then video edit and get uh, witnesses and uh, timekeepers and, and photographic evidence and submit that to them. You know, what I didn't know is that we've tried to break one of his records before on the show, just as a bit. Which one? And we couldn't do it, but he was the guy we talked about that drank the lime juice. He drank an entire liter of lime juice in 17.29 seconds. Remember that when these guys tried yeah, that? that they, they all almost vomited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you train for that? How did that one work out? It was poorly. It was terrible. Let me tell you. I The way I trained is with water. And I would drink a half of a liter of water really fast. And that's how I trained the muscles and the, the reflexes for it. Uh, a liter of water just creates a horrible stomach ache from the, the my stomach expanding. And then for the, I did the lemon juice one and the lime juice one. For those, I never actually did a practice with the lemon juice and the lime juice because it was too painful with that much fluid. You ever think about being a competitive eater? No, I hate, I hate food records. Hmm. It's so painful. How many records do you have? I have broken over 150 Guinness World Records titles to date. Now, are you making money off this? Like, have you found a way to monetize this skill? Of breaking records. So my mission is actually to promote STEM education, science, technology, engineering, math. And I've got a day job at a cool technology company here in Boise called Cradle Point. Where we just launched 5G routers. Uh, so on the side, I promote STEM education because the hardest positions to fill are these that require, you know, math, science, engineering degrees. And I break the records to show that if you set your mind to a goal, believe in yourself and pursue it with a passion, you can accomplish anything. I'm motivated. Wow. Who knew I was going to be inspired I by know. this call? Come on. Love it. You, so you live in Boise, right? Yep. Okay, we're on 104.3 Wow Country in Boise. So uh, if you guys, you know, hear of us and want to go, do you ever do like, uh, hey, come meet me? Not now, obviously, because of the pandemic. But you ever do like cameos or meet and greets, any of that kind of stuff? You know, I'm often at uh, events that promote STEM education, giving talks, or go to libraries and schools. And so I do meet a lot of people out there in the in the world. And I've uh, done several, you know, radio station promotion things. And, you know, when X Games came to Boise, I juggled axes for 839 consecutive catches uh, for that. Are you oh kidding? Gosh. And you have all your hands are intact, like fingers, you got it all. I mean, I've got some scars, but they're all intact. Here's another one. He uh, did 2,173 behind-the-back disc catches for an hour. He is the world's fastest juggler. He caught 67 tennis balls in 30 seconds while on a balance board. Do you just go through like the, the internet, the site, and find records and then decide, hey, that's the one I think I can get? You know, I do go through the website, the Guinness Book, and their YouTube videos. And, and I approach them all with what I call a growth mindset. And Stanford psychologist Carol Sprack talked about this, that I can get better at anything. And so I look at this. Every record is like, okay, I could break this record. How much time is it going to take me to invest into to be able to break that? And, and anything with juggling, balancing, running are my main core strengths. And then I've been branching out to, you know, like the eating records and, and things like that. He's got an electrical engineering degree from MIT. Oh, my God. He, has, uh, he published a book, <laughs> Breaking Records, 21 Lessons from 21 World Record Attempts. It's on Amazon and Kindle. Man, this guy here. Hey, do you, does your kid, I don't know if you have kid. I know you have a kid maybe, but, but you have multiple kids. They think you're cool for doing this? You know, I've got a one and a four-year-old, and I'm just as cool as the cardboard box they can play in. They love it. <laughs> they love me. They love what I do. They want to be part of all the records, attempts, and juggles, and knock over the towers, and 
<laughs> and uh, and drink lemon juice. By the way, David Rush, multiple Guinness world record holder. Don't people all the time go, well, I could do that, but, they're, <laughs> but they can't. They're out of their mind, right, yeah. David? No, they absolutely can. It's no, just, if they have to I train, though, like Amy's like, well, I can do that uh, right no. now. Uh, no, I listen to what he's saying, and all I have to do is have a growth mindset and know okay. that I'm capable of doing that. And put in the hard work. Yes. And put in the hard work. Exactly. Well, I really appreciate you spending a little time with us. That's... Uh, uh, and and check out his book. And are you on Instagram, David? Uh, yeah, I'm Instagram David Rush Speaker there. Okay. And then I got a YouTube channel with over a hundred of the records posted. You can watch them at David Rush Record Breaker on YouTube. All right, there he is, David. Thank you for your time. Good luck and um, love what you say and love why you do it. Hey, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. All right, there he is, David Rush. Everybody. You showed your kids Back to the Future? Yeah, and they loved it. And we watched the first one, and then they watched a little bit of the third one. So they really enjoyed it. It was so good, and I love that they loved it because it reminded me how good it is, and I like that they can go back in time and still enjoy it. That's how you know a movie's good because it holds up. You know, I watched The Princess Bride with Caitlin recently. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen it from the 80s. I really enjoyed it. For an 80s movie, it yeah. held up pretty well. Uh, Mount Rushmore of 80s movies, if you're having to do four of them. I would for sure have to go Dirty Dancing, Steel Magnolias, Top Gun. Oh, Top Gun, good one. And Goonies. Mine are going to be Karate Kid. Did you ever watch Karate Kids? Good one, yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I have not watched that. One of my favorite movies of all time. Because I learned a lot, too, because they go back through time, mm-hmm. and they see all the famous people, like Socrates, Billy the Kid. It's. I wonder if your kids would like that one. I'll, I, ha- I have it on my list of things to watch eventually in life. Beetlejuice is on my Mount Rushmore of 80s movies. Did you ever watch that with Michael Keaton? Yep. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And then either Commando. What is that? My The first action movie I really liked was Arnold Schwarzenegger. You never saw Commando? No. And don't I, make me. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get. No, I'm not gonna make you. I think yeah. I'm gonna go Commando, Karate Kid, Commando, Beetlejuice, and Bill and Ted. And Ours again, are totally different. We were movies. so young though, because we were born in the '80s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we didn't match any, huh? Mm-mm. I didn't put Princess Bride on there. I didn't put Back to the Future because we were talking about it. Yeah, those are good. Did you ever see Neverending Story? Yes. Did you like that? Loved it. I thought that's what I was watching when I was watching Princess Bride. The big white dog. Well, I kept asking her, "Where's the dog?" Mm-hmm. She was like, "What are you talking about? That's Neverending Story." Different. Are they about the same thing? No. Uh, the Batman came out with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Eh. You didn't like that? Well, I don't know if I've seen it, but I mean, I don't want to. Mm, Mad Max, the original one with Mel Gibson. Tina Turner was in that one, Lunchbox. Yeah, I know. It's a good movie. You have a favorite 80s movie? Uh, yeah, I have Coming to America. <gasps> good one. Or Stand By Me. Oh, oh those Stand are by so good, too. good. Yeah, that's a good one, too. The Any, Leeches. The, yes, oh, that's the why. Le- anytime I think of Stand By Me, I immediately go to the Leeches. And you don't even have a wiener. You're right, I don't. <laughs> you don't even have a wiener. Yeah. Well, that, Has but, anybody have had leeches here I, on them? Yeah, of course. You have? Uh-huh. I haven't. The n- never that look like that. Our, the leeches in Arkansas, that when we would be places, were like smaller and oh. rounder. But we had leeches. They'd be like, oh, you got a leech. Like no big deal? No, it was a big deal. But it would be like getting a big tick. Sea ticks were pretty common. But when you get a, like a big tick, that's a weird one. But now ticks are crazy because people get Lyme, Lyme disease. disease. I know. Like, we never thought ticks about Lyme disease as a kid. Yeah. Nobody was even getting Lyme disease where I was. And we had ticks all up. Maybe it's a different Well, maybe of- they were, but they didn't know that's what they had wrong with them. And because, I mean, some doctors or people, I don't know, don't believe that that's a real disease. 
What? They don't, I swear. Yeah, it's a thing. Like, there's people that have it that properly. People don't even think dinosaurs are real. Some people don't. Yeah, I, but this is like people, they really have a disease. I'm saying even doctors don't can't help them, and they don't think that it's real. Hmm. Like, you haven't seen that? Mm-mm. That's why I was blown away by it. That's why I started going dinosaurs. When I bring dinosaurs into the argument, you know I've been shocked. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So sometimes you see strangers and maybe you feel it on your heart to like just perform a random act of kindness and you never know the difference it's going to make in someone's life. Like, for example, this mom was eating at McDonald's with her soldier son before he had to report back to army duty. And she was recently diagnosed with cancer. So she didn't really know if she'd ever even see him again. So when a customer bought the breakfast for them, she said it just meant the world to her. And she went to Facebook and wrote, you don't know how much I needed your brand of sunshine today. So it's just really special to her and it meant a lot. And let that be a bit of inspiration to you, not you, Amy, but our listeners. Yeah. That the worst thing that can happen is if you try to be extra nice to somebody is that they don't receive it. It's the worst thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. But the best thing, the, the normal thing is that it really affects someone's day. And, ima- and think about the last time somebody did something for you randomly that was nice and how much you appreciated it. And you're just like, I can't believe that happened. You're just like, oh, wow. Like you can do that. And it doesn't cost much or anything just depending on the situation yeah anyway, it's just a breakfast yeah. at McDonald's love Boom. that story that that's really what it's all about that was tell me something good Bobby Bone Show Bonehead story of the day this story comes to us from Parkville Maryland an Amazon driver been working all day long delivering packages around 7pm he's like man I'm just tired pulls the car over the van starts dropping the packages down the sewer because he just wants to go home Oh boy. Neighbor sees it, calls 911. Police arrive, and he's like, yep, I was doing it, man. I, was, I, I It's just been a long day. I'm ready to go home. Wow. Oh, they're like, okay, well, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, we didn't know. <laughs> Sorry we didn't for know the day's been here. long. Yeah. <laughs> now makes sense. Wow. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Josh Turner. What's up, man? How's it going? Good. Is, is this the first time you've been in the studio? In this studio, yeah. So, since we've knew... How long has it been since you've been here? It's been years, huh? Uh... Has it not? We had a number one. And then when did you come in for your book? I've seen you at remotes. And that that I know okay. I've seen you. And I've, it hasn't been that long. Well, let me say this. Well, it seems like I missed you. That's what it feels like. That's, My yeah. heart just feels like it missed you, Josh. <laughs> Every day seems like a year. Dang. That's right. Uh, Josh Turner is here. Uh, country state of mind. Let me tell you, you know what I love? I love cover songs, period, done by an artist that appreciates it, but just makes it their own just a little bit. Like that, I love all, and that's exactly what you did with this record. Track one, I'm no stranger to, I, I, first of all, I love Keith Whitley. Yeah. Secondly, you do such a good job with this song. Whenever you're picking a song to cover and put out, not just play live, but to put out on a record, you gotta go, man, can I really do this song justice? And a Keith Whitley song, talk me through your thought process of picking this song to cover. Well, that song's always been one of my favorite songs. Um, it's and which ironically, it's not one of the songs that I just sit around and play because I just uh, I've always loved Keith Whitley's version of it. And so, when it came time to make a record like this, I I couldn't not put that that song on this record because I feel like it's one of the most well written country songs in history. Um, and I love what it says. I love the way it moves. It kind of conjures up, you know, all these visual images, and it just. Uh, 
It's an inspiring song. I was thinking about you coming in today, and I wondered, when you go through a drive-thru, do people ever recognize your voice through the, just the person like, welcome to Starbucks? <laughs> You're like, I'd like to get a, a double shot of bun. And they're like, are you Josh Turner? Does that ever happen? Uh, not at the drive-thru. Usually when I go into a restaurant, if I'm by myself, I just, I, I, when I open my mouth, it gives it away, so. When did your voice start to go that deep? What age? I had been singing bass and stuff in a in a quartet when I was in my teens, uh, early in high school, but it didn't have the depth and the texture that it has now because um, I didn't really know how to technically use my voice. I didn't know there was a proper way to use your voice, and and so I injured my voice in 1996. That led to my first trip to Nashville to the Vanderbilt Voice Clinic, and so I through all that rehabilitation process I had to kind of learn how to sing and talk all over again and that was when I kind of started noticing that my voice was developing into what you hear now and so it was really kind of a blessing in disguise so it's probably you know I'd say technically like early early college when it really kind of took shape Josh Turner's here he's gonna play uh first I requested that you play your man if you're cool with that yeah Man, okay. that, that is such a jam, and it's such an up, upbeat song, and it makes me want to be a, somebody's man. You know, all the things <laughs> that should make you feel. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't mind, uh, here is uh, Josh Turner here on the Bobby Bone Show. Baby, lock the door and turn the lights down low. Put some music on that's soft and slow. Baby, we ain't got no place to go. I hope you understand I've been thinking about this all day long Never felt a feeling quite this strong I can't believe how much it turns me on Just to be your man There's no hurry, don't you worry we can take our time Come a little closer Let's go over What I had in mind Baby, lock the door and turn the lights down low Put some music on that's soft and slow Baby, we ain't got no place to go I hope you understand I've been thinking about this all day long Never felt a feeling quite this strong I can't believe how much it turns me on Just to be your man Nice job, nice job uh, Josh Turner's here In a second, I'm going to play a couple more tracks from Country State of Mind Um we do something with guests called uh, Urban Legends, stories we read about them online that we don't know if they're true or not. I have one for you that I read about you, and I was like, is that even true? So I'm a whole it. lot urban about me, so. Well, we'll see. <laughs> On the Bobby Bones Show now. Josh Turner. Uh, here you go. This is the urban legend that I read about you. Okay. When you were a student at Belmont, you went to Johnny Cash's property. You saw the gate was open. You took it as a sign. So you went and knocked on the door. The doorknob wiggles. The door swings open, and there stands Johnny Cash. He and I both jumped back, Josh Turner says, because he didn't expect to see me, and I sure didn't expect to see him. True or false? That was very true. Wow. Yeah. Wait, you tried to walk inside someone's house? I didn't try to walk in his house, but... The well, gate from the land. I walked up he knocked to on the house. door. Yeah. I know, but then he said he wiggled the knob. And the- I think Johnny Cash wiggled the knob, or did yeah. you? 
No, you said the doorknob wiggled. Yeah, which was him. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. The, I yeah. thought, sorry, he said the doorknob, <laughs> and I thought he just straight up was like, I see this as a sign. I'm just going to walk right in. And I was like, what? Okay, that makes sense now. That's yeah. crazy. But then what happens? Right, right then, does he call the cops, or do you guys go and make a salad, or what happens? <sighs> you know, I was just a young, dumb college student um, that had stars in my eyes, and I just... Uh, I was just trying to meet my hero because um, I had been reading his autobiography and I had read about the neurological disorder that he had been diagnosed with. And I I got to thinking one day that if I didn't get to meet Johnny Cash before he died, that I would be extremely disappointed. And so I knew I was taking a risk, but I didn't really know what to expect. And so I get there and like 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 you say, the, the gate was completely open. I drive in, I park, I walk up to the door, I knock. Um, nobody answered. So I kind of walked around the corner of the house and it was just pitch black dark around the, the house. And I said, mm, I probably should stay over here in the light. And, uh, so I went back, I knocked again. There's a stained glass window beside the door and I could see through the window and there's a painting of June on the wall. So I was like, this has got to be the place. So I knocked really hard and I hear this voice from the depths of the house saying, coming, coming. And my heart just started fluttering. And so like I say, the, the door swings open and there's Johnny Cash and he and I both kind of flinched. Um, and once we got over the initial shock, I just started kind of introducing myself, telling him why I was there. You know, I was a big fan of his, been reading his book and all this kind of stuff and just, uh, thanked him for the impact that he had had on me. And he was just very nice and down to earth and shook my hand. He laughed, wow. you know, when I, I told him my heart was about to beat out of my chest and he kind of laughed and said, well, you know, we're all human. And, and, um, so like I say, he, he spent a few minutes with me and then he said, I'm going to go back in and rest. And I said, I understand. So he, he shuts the door and I start walking back to my truck and I just broke down crying because I could not believe that it had just happened. And then the morning that I woke up and found out that he had passed away, I was so thankful that I had taken that leap of faith to try to go meet him because that was the only opportunity I ever had to meet him. Wow, what a story. Cool, and you seem very normal, but also that can be very scary for a a artist. I mean, even with you now, that means someone, a big Josh Turner fan could see your if his gates open gate have open, at it, right and <laughs> then, what you're saying basically you know, come knock at your door which you're stable and see you know but if someone was not that would be very well, somebody asked me earlier like what i learned from that and i said well i've learned that if somebody knocks on my door don't shoot them because they might might end up being famous and they, i don't want them hating me <laughs> talking bad about me in interviews <laughs> that you had that in you though like you need to go meet him i'm gonna ask you one more thing here before we get into another song but you have four boys mm-hmm what about you as producing all the boys and no girls? A lot of testosterone, is I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, just a, yeah. His the, deep r- voice. Riders in the Sky uh, nickname, nicknamed me the, the tornado of testosterone, so uh, I, I guess that's it. I don't know. So you, are you going to have a girl? Are you trying for a girl? You, we uh, did. We tried four times. Uh, <laughs> tried that's, and failed four times. That's <clears> funny. So. All right. Uh, Josh Turner's here. Uh, Forever and Ever Amen, which is... You know, for me, one of the songs growing up in Arkansas, Kiss in 96, mm-hmm. Randy Travis. Yeah. Why this song? Why'd you pick this song? Uh, it's Randy's signature song. And uh, and I had seen several events around town where somebody would, 
you know, go out and sing this song and they would have Randy come out and sing, you know, the last amen. And, um, you know, I, I just, uh, I was like, man, you know, we need, we need a recorded version of that. And so, um, so I, I asked Randy if he would come in and, and, uh, I asked him, I said, Hey, you know, I've seen you do this live in a lot of different settings and, um, but we're in the studio now. So if you want to sing more than just the last amen, feel free. And he said, Nope. <laughs> so, so, so I was like, well, Randy Travis is literally getting the last word. So. Well, and let's, Randy's here, which is really cool. So we can bring him in now. So Randy Travis is, is here too, which is awesome. Just so grateful that you guys came in to play some music here. You may think that I'm talking foolish. You've heard that I'm wild and I'm free You may wonder how I can promise you now This love that I feel for you always will be You're not just time that I'm killing I'm no longer one of those guys as sure as I live, this love that I give is gonna be yours until the day that I die. Oh, baby, I'm gonna love you forever, forever and ever, amen. As long as old men sit and talk about the weather, as long as old women sit and talk about old men If you wonder how long I'll be faithful I'll be happy to tell you again I'm gonna love you forever and ever Forever and ever Forever and ever Forever and ever. Amen. Nice. That was great. Come on. Wow. Josh Turner, Randy Travis. One take. Wow. Get it. Wow, wow, wow. Great job. Both of you guys, great job. We're just such big fans of you two. Mr. Travis, just... Grew up, when I think of growing up in central Arkansas as a kid, it was just absolutely, it was mostly Randy Travis and Garth, and that's pretty much it. Okay, Josh <laughs> Turner, uh, Randy, great to see you. Always, always a pleasure. This has been a, just a real fun experience for all of us. So it's a real special day for us. So thank you guys. Yeah, cool. Thank all right, you. there he is. Josh Turner, Randy all Travis, right. everybody. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. So this woman in Illinois, Brenna, she found out she wasn't going to be able to have kids, but her doctor said if you can find a surrogate, you can do it. But surrogates run about $100,000 to have someone carry your baby and deliver for you. So the doctor said if you can find a family member or a friend that'll do it for you, that's the way to go. Guess who volunteered to do it? Her mom? Her mom. Wow. So the grandma is carrying the grandbaby. Wow, that's pretty crazy. In her belly. And she's 51 years old. Wait, the mom is? The grandma. Yeah. 
The mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. dang. I'm confused. <laughs> I know. 51 still a pretty solid age, though, meaning you're not too old, even though you're considered a grandma. Right. Wow. And she's not technically a grandma yet. She's going to have both her kid and her grandkid come out of boo Yeah, and that kid will grow up to know that their grandma gave birth to them. Yeah, wild story, man. Okay. But also amazing and yeah, so cool. That's great. It's great that she can do that for her daughter. Yeah. Wow. So there's a new trend on TikTok where people are pranking their partners by telling them, I feel like you could have been nicer to me today. And then they film their reaction. <laughs> people are really entertained by it because some of the guys are like, oh, yeah, no, I, I was nice to you today, but they're not really paying attention. Then others are really comforting. That's what I'd been like. I'd be like, oh, I probably could have. You know what? I'll really reflect and try to get them again tomorrow. And they apologize and they say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be mean to you at all. Oh, I wouldn't have apologized. I'm just doing it to get out of it. Oh. Like I'm a very, yeah, yeah. Mine's like, you know, I think about that. I'm, tomorrow I'm really going to do better. And then I go back to my video game. Others <laughs> remind them, remember I cuddled with you in bed. Mm. But again, they don't know they're being filmed and they are. And then another, some other guys are just like pretty matter of fact and get to the point. Like, I haven't even seen you today. How nice. could I be mean to you? <laughs> Kaylin did one of these on me. Not this exact one, but she sometimes she'll be funny and do pranks where she walks up and I'm on the phone. And the prank is while someone's on the phone talking, you just walk up and hand them something completely weird and they'll just take it, not even knowing. So I'm on the phone doing some kind of work call and I'm like, yeah, we didn't do a conference call. And she walks up and hands me a toaster and goes, here, hold this. And so I'm holding the toaster <laughs> still on the phone because I can't be like, why Why am I going to hold a toaster? You just accept that you probably should hold a toaster. And so I'm sitting there holding the toaster. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. James Henry is down in Miami. He's in the driveway. He's cleaning out his car, and he looks up, and he hears his mom yelling, Fire! Fire! His house was on fire. Well, she's outside, and his younger brother and sister inside. So James Henry runs in, gets the four-year-old brother and little sister, and rushes them out of the burning house. Wow. That's crazy. Man, that's crazy. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Time now for the investigative morning corny. It's the one day of the week where we try to guess what Amy's morning corny is. All right, here we go. The morning corny. What do spiders eat in Paris? Minute 30 seconds, go. Paris. Parasite. Parasites. Web. It's got to be web something, right? Web. Spiders. Spiders in uh, Charlotte's Web. Spi- legs. Eight legs. Croissants. Cr- croissants. Oh, croissants. Cr- croissants. <gasps> croissants. Spi- do spiders eat ants? Why not? I don't know. No. Cro- what do spiders eat? What, what would be a croissant or like a French. pastry? Like a French yeah. pastry. What do you call those? Uh, a crepes. 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 A grape. A gr- the spider ape. The crepes. One minute left. A croissant. Spiders eat French web. French fries. French flies. That's it. That's got to be it. French flies. That's it. French flies. Oh, French flies. Amy, we're going to... Hey, go ahead and put us in with French flies. Come on. The morning corny. What do spiders eat in Paris? You nailed it. Come on. What do spiders eat in Paris? French flies. Yeah, Yeah, there he is. We did it, boy. Nice job, Amy. Come on. You guys ready? You guys ready? Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose! Nice job. 
Nice job, Amy. Thank you for a wonderful. We like them. That was good. That They're was good, good when we get them. We're like, those <laughs> are for a wonderful joke. Solid. The dog in Tennessee. He's now become the oldest known living golden retriever. Twentieth birthday. That's, a, that's an old dog. Twenty. Yeah, crazy, huh? A golden retriever called August, who lives with owners Steve and Jennifer, had two previous homes before they adopted her when she was already fourteen. Twenty's awesome. Crazy. And that's not including the dog years, right? No. No, but did you know I was reading a new dog year story hmm. that it's not seven years to every dog year. It kind of goes thin to fat to thin, meaning the first year is not seven, but age three or so it turns into seven. Oh. And then as it gets older, it starts to be like closer to one to one. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Because that, that would make this guy's, what, 140. So yeah. Wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't make 140. Maybe for 10 of those years, it was seven. I tell you, last night, my dog was limping around the house and I was like, great. Just when I come on the air, I talk about how my dog hasn't been sick in a long time. He's limping. And so then he has this little pull rope that we play with and we play rope and I throw the ball. He runs to it. No problem. I'm like, okay, I just was seeing something or something's momentarily wrong. I'm like, all right, dude. Cause I let him roam the house now at night. He doesn't, I don't put him in his room. He's roams. And I'm like, all right, man, going to bed. And then he limps over to me. I was like, what? And so I get up and come to work today and I don't know what's going on. But he had a limp. He didn't have a limp. Mm. I think his body is rejecting the fact that he hasn't been to the vet in a while. And his body's <laughs> like, this is not normal. Having vet withdrawals. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm not paying money to help this dog, his, his body's not... Re- so, but yeah, my dog is limping right now. I don't know what what in the world is happening there. You guys can send us emails. Any kind of question you have, we're happy to address it here. Let's open up the mailbag. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey, Bobby Bones. This happened to me. Wondered... What do you think about it? My question is, what should you do if you're out and you're at dinner with someone and they say, hey, I'm getting the check, but then you look over and they only tip 10% or something? This happened to me. Is it okay to say something or would that be tip shaming? Or would it be better to try to sneak more money on the table? Thanks for your thoughts. All right, that's tough. Because if someone screams, I'm going to take care of this, you think they're just going to take care of it and then take care of everyone. Not just the table, but also the people that... And I, and I think it was probably a good service if the guy's wondering, hey, why aren't you tipping at least the 18 to 20%, which is socially acceptable and norm? What I would do in this situation is sneak money. on the, Not even on the table. I may go and give money to the waiter. Oh, wow. Like, or, act like you're going to the bathroom? Yes. Or give it to the host or hostess. Be like, hey, give this to our waiter. It's, you know, Jim. That's what I would do. I, my end goal would be to make sure the waiter gets paid or waitress. I, as long as, yes, I would. I would do something. I don't think I would say anything to, what's to call him, Eddie? I don't think I would say anything <laughs> to Eddie. Got a random name there. Nice example. Yeah, yeah. But I would for sure make sure the waiter got paid. You know, went to, we went to Sonic the other day. And what stinks is you can't tip on your card at Sonic. Correct. We are in 2020. You can tip on your card anywhere else. I mean, you do the screen, you push the, well, how do you want to pay? Cash? Do you want to pay credit card? Do you want to pay Sonic app? I don't even have the Sonic app. Probably should get it, especially if you tip on it. But I don't pick that. I don't pick cash. I don't have much. I pick the credit. So I stick it in, and I'm like, all right, let me hit the tip. No place for tip. I have no cash in my wallet. So if a girl comes out, probably 17 years old, I was like, oh, man, I don't have any. I told her, I said, I don't have any cash. But I'm gonna pay. I pay for this with my card. I'll be back tomorrow. So what time do you work? She said I work from you know one to five or whatever. I went back. I gave her twenty bucks, 
Oh. It wasn't the money that surprised her. It was the fact that somebody came back. Yeah. That's She's awesome. probably heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you tomorrow. Sure. <laughs> we got to fix that. Hey, Sonic, anybody yeah. out there in Oklahoma right now, you may be listening, corporate office. We got to fix that on the Sonic screens. We got to, in the digitally allow tips. Because I'm at Sonic a lot lately and it stinks. I don't really carry cash. Amy, what do you say? What would you do? Oh, 100%. I'm leaving money on the table. Do you I'd, then go, hey, do you mean you get the tip then? Yes. And then they go, no, I already got the tip. Then you go, no, no you, you didn't. didn't. You only got 10% of a tip. <laughs> right. I Yeah, I don't know that I make it a deal with my friend or whoever it is. I just, everybody can leave and I'm going to say, oh, I forgot something and I'm going to go back in and figure out a way for there to be a tip because. There's a Friends episode about that where. Rachel's dad sees Ross doing that and then he gets mad at him. Yeah, that's right. So you right. gotta be careful. But in the end, as long as the waiter, and I'm a former waiter, and we pay our bills based on people's generosity, as long as a waiter is able to, to, to have some money to pay his bills, as long as he gets that, I don't care how you do it. Agree? Agree. We all we square on that? Square. All right, cool. All right, close the mailbag. And that was Bobby's mailbag. This is Brooke from Florida. Hi, studio. So this is a full circle moment. When I was in elementary school, I would go to school and listen to Amy tells a joke. Amy tells a joke. And now I drive my daughter to a daycare and we listen to the morning corny together. It's just crazy to think that I've been listening to you almost my whole life. Thank you. Bye. Love you. She sounds like she could be our age. Cool. Because you're 39. Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate. Why? We've been doing the show, what? I mean, I'm forever young. That's why. She's obviously younger than us. Yeah. And then what was she in? Middle? Uh, she's at elementary school. Elementary school? What year okay. did you and I start doing the show together? 2006. Mm-hmm. And then, because you were 25 then? Yeah. Yeah. And it still said she was eight. Okay? That's yeah. 18 years. 18 24. years. 24. She has a kid. Maybe so. She has an old, older voice, though. Mature voice mature, for a 24-year-old. Mature. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Here's Sam and Kelly from Arkansas. Morning, studio. We're seniors at UCA, and we're taking our MCAT in August to apply to medical school. We're wondering if you have any advice for us before we take our test. We can't wait for you to be governor of Arkansas. Love you. All right, nice. Um, yeah, of course. Is this going to sound, because the simple things are often simple for a reason, the, the most important things. First of all, you got to get sleep because your hormones will be out of whack if you're not getting the right amount of sleep. You have to eat, right? Because if you don't, your blood sugar could be wrong. And all that stuff affects how you think and how you move. So you're smart. You're taking an MCAT. I don't even know what an MCAT is. What is that, a lawyer test? I'm, medical school. want to be doctors. Oh, yeah, medical school. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I'm the idiot. You know this stuff. Uh, yeah, it's always that. And Drink talk water, to, hydrate. And talk to someone who took it last year. Your brain needs water. A very recent version of it. And blueberries. Okay, well, we're on different paths now, but that's what I would say. Do all those things that we just talked about there. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play you the guitar part from a country song, Amy. See if you can name the song. You ready? Okay. Now, these are just isolated guitar, and these are very famous country songs. No singing, no other instruments. See if you can name the song. Number one. A little mandolin in there. Listen to that one for a second. What is that? Wagon wheel? Yeah. Darius Wagon wheel. Good job. All right, see if you can name this one. Mm-hmm. 
What's that? Sweet Home Alabama. No. Oh, that's the one that sounds like it. It's Kid Rock all summer long. Okay. Yeah. 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 It has both of them in there. Yeah. Here's a clip of that. Oh, I hear it now. Nice. See if you can name this one. Number three. No booms and claps in that, though. Yeah. You know that one? Mm -hmm. What is that? Uh, Whose bed have your boots been under? Any man of mine. Oh. (laughs) It is Shania, but any man of mine. Okay. Name this one. Is that Gar? Listen. Oh, Dirks? Yeah, what's the song? Uh, this is hard. Hold on. She was a sweet salmon jammer from southern Alabama. That's a matter of day for a nine-pound hammer. What was I thinking? Yeah, there you go. What was I thinking? All right, one more. Can you name this one? Oh, Rascal Flats. Nice. What's that song? Life is a Highway. Wow. You nailed that one. You got four to five. Nice. I had a warm up. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Love dog stories. A rescued pit bull has made history in New Jersey. The pit bull was rescued from a dog fighting ring when he was seven weeks old. Now he is the very first pit bull to ever become a canine arson detective. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. Hansel is from New Jersey. He was rescued in that ring. He made his way to Throw Away Dogs Project, a group that takes rescued dogs and turns them into working dogs. And now, like I mentioned, the very first ever Pitbull canine arson detective. And that story is from CBS 3. So Love it. pretty cool. Love that story. That's mm-hmm. what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy, so what happened with you? Okay, so a couple that we know got married. We're not super close to them. So we just sent the gift, and obviously with coronavirus, there was no wedding, but we just mailed them a gift, part of their registry. We sent them a salad bowl set, which was about $75. Really nice wooden one, I thought. Well, I got a thank you note in the mail to us, thanking us for this amazing espresso maker that we got them. I looked up the espresso maker, it's $600. We didn't get them that. We got them the salad bowl set. (laughs) So it just feels, (laughs) it just felt, felt weird because... I'm being thanked for a gift I didn't get. And that means maybe the person that got them the expensive espresso set just got thanked for the the, the salad bowls. <laughs> was your name written on it? Like they didn't just send it to the wrong yeah, person? Yeah, like, no, they, they, did. they addressed it to us like it was to us. So I think, you know, and I know how thank you notes work and there's a lot of unpacking and you have a list. And so I think just somewhere, you know, that maybe we were right next to the people that got the espresso machine and somehow we got thanked for it. So what does your instinct say to do? I mean, it's just going to be awkward. I feel like normally it just wouldn't be that big of a deal and just let it go. And it really isn't probably in the grand scheme of things other than, I mean, cause I wouldn't care if I got thanked for something that I didn't get on and it was less expensive than what I had spent. It really doesn't matter. But the people that bought the espresso machine, they might think, oh, we didn't get you the salad bowl set. We got you the espresso machine. So I just feel like if I clear it up for them, then they can go to the correct people and thank them or whatever. Hmm. What do? What should I do? You tell me. Chill. It's the best case scenario. Yeah, because... It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Okay. If they 
realize it, they're not going to come to you and go, oh, we thanked you wrongly. You're just going to get, but if they realize it, they'll go to them and be like, oh, we sent you the wrong thank you card. I know, but I feel like I'm accepting a thank you card for, it almost, I compare, I know. Sometimes God shines on you when you don't expect it. (laughs) Right. And you should just take it. Okay. Okay. No one's being, no one's being hurt because of this. Exactly. It is awkward. Do I know them? No. Mm -mm. I I tell them. No. (laughs) Call them up, Ray. Oh, call them on the air and tell them. Live. And they, see, it's really not that big of a deal, though. Oh, so it you really... don't want to do it. <laughs> you don't want to tell them. No. But, I mean, I, I think more of I'm going to have my husband just shoot the dude a text. Oh, that's good. You don't have to, but that's good. Like, hey, haha, y- y'all thanked us for a really fancy espresso machine when we got you a salad bowl. <laughs> Are you cool to do that? I think I, it's more his friend, so I'm going to have him yeah. handle it. But I think it's the right thing to address it just in case they want to properly thank whoever gave them the coffee machine. Did you do thank you notes to all your gifts? Yeah. Yeah, you got one. Did I? Yeah. Eddie, did you do thank you cards after you? I don't think so. Well, your wife did. I wanted to, but I don't think we ever got to it. Well, I tell you, though, thank you cards just in general, let's take out the wedding part of it. If you write thank you cards, those leave such a lasting impression. They do. Anybody that I have, and you know what? As a matter of fact, I think Abby, who works on the show, as, you know, she's one of, I think maybe the last person we brought on, I think I interviewed her for a job once and she didn't get it, but she wrote a thank you note. Raymundo, I know that you're kind of quarantined. Why don't you just send Abby in the room? She can sit right here. Is she here? I'm going to grab her. I think she just ran out. Okay. Grab her real quick. I think that's the, and if not, this is going to be a little awkward, much like your situation there with the, uh, (laughs) she's going to be like, I didn't send you a thank you. Let me see though. Don't (laughs) tell her what we're talking about scuba. If you can find her. So we'll bring Abby in here. And I think, I think if I, she wrote me a thank you card and I didn't hire her, she's like, thank you for interviewing me. And then it was time to hire somebody else. I was like, you know who I remember? Was Abby, Abby who wrote the thank you card. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, as we're talking about thank you cards, I think that's the main reason she got hired. All I'm saying is thank you cards are a big deal. Yeah. It seems like they're not. But if you write them and you take the time, like Taylor Swift in her early career was known for writing thank you cards to a lot of people, a lot of program directors, a lot, and she would just write them one by one. And she started to be known as someone who pays attention to detail and takes time to thank folks. And still people that I know today have old Taylor Swift thank you cards from when she was 17 or 18 years old. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. Such a lasting impression. Is she out there? She, yeah, she ran. We'll wait on her. Is she, what she, which one's she doing? <laughs> we'll or, wait on her. We're like 10 minutes like, okay, well, maybe we'll just let her go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. It's fine. Okay, we'll, uh, next segment. Will yep. she be back? She's still in the building, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, all right. We'll get Abby on next and okay. see if that story's true or if I made it up in my head. But what if someone else were to thank you card and I'm thinking it's Abby? Oh. Like your situation. Yeah. And somebody else should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, Abby's coming in studio now. Abby, what, what do you define your job as around here? Because you do a lot of stuff around here, but like, what do you, when someone says, hey, what do you do? Like, what do you say your job is? A little bit of everything. Yeah. Just like go to if anyone needs anything. What are you <laughs> doing the- right now during the show? What were you doing? Well, editing audio. Good. So you're in there editing commercials, doing all that kind of stuff, behind mm-hmm. the scenes stuff. Yes. Now, a long time ago, if this is true or not, I interviewed you for a job and you didn't get it. Yes. Right. Like two years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. What did you do after that? Not as a job. After you left, did you write a thank you note to me? Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay, let her tell. Well, I mean, I wrote a thank you note that said thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for taking the time to interview me. And yeah, that was a long time ago. It was. Now, this is the point I was making because Abby didn't know what we were talking about just now. Was that Amy 
got a thank you card for something that she didn't um, do. Right. Mm-hmm. She bought someone a salad bowl, and they said thank for- you for the espresso machine. It was cost way more money. <laughs> but then it turned into how valuable I think thank you cards are. And I said, I was remembering your story. I said, hey, I interviewed Abby once for a job, didn't hire her, but I remembered her thank you card so much that when the job came open, I was like, we got to go get her. Aww. Like it left that much of an impression. I didn't know you read it. Yay. I read it <laughs> I and, I rem- I lost. and I remember it today. <laughs> like you're back in the room editing audio and I bring up to them. I'm like, yeah, that's why she's kind of here. That's pretty cool. Aww. Yay. One of the things about interviewing, and I wrote this in my, one of my, maybe my second book. It was one of my many New York Times bestsellers. Well, just two. I only have two. My second book called Fail Until You Don't. I said, hey, when you go into an interview, you're not interviewing for that job mostly. Most of the time, they don't hire you from the interview. But what they do is they remember you later. Like if you go in and you do a great in an interview and they don't hire you, that's okay because that person is going to remember how good of an interview you had. And when it's time to go find somebody, you may be the person they call and they interview everybody else, but they're really hiring you. And that's what Abby did with me. I didn't know Abby. And she came in. She, you were doing promotions here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she didn't get the job, but I was like, man, that was a really great interview. She wrote a thank you card. And I was like, I had to go back and find a similar position. I was like, you know who was great from that first interview? It was Abby. Bam, hired her. Next thing you know, she's in here on the air. Yay. Yeah. Do you still have the thank you note? <laughs> oh, no, God, no. <laughs> I don't keep any card whatsoever. I mean, I feel like you get the card. You read it. You read it. You you treasure the message. Yeah. Even like a birthday card. What do you get? People save that stuff. But I'm, and that's great for them. But for me, I'm never going to look at it again. I'll just recycle it. Let it go somewhere else. But I got the message. Except here it is, Abby. I actually have it up. Oh, yeah. I carry it with me everywhere you I go. You framed it. Anyway, my whole point of bringing you in was to, Amy just made me remember that. And it's it's very valuable to write thank you cards. And we were hoping it was you. Yeah, it was also going to be awkward if it wasn't you. <laughs> I'll be like, no, I don't remember that. No, I do. Are you still trying to be a singer in town? Um, that's, I mean, I would love to be in a group. That's like what I would love to do. Whenever Runaway June lost a member, were you kind of sad they didn't come at you? <laughs> I'd be like, that'd be awesome. That would be really cool. Is but that still a dream of yours or no? Um, yes. Are you pursuing it at all? I'm really not. You're not no, trying to sing anywhere? No. But after after Corona and all this, I'm going to do it. So your name, though, is Abby Anderson. Yes. But there's also a singer named Abby Anderson. There is. So what what would your new stage name be? I was thinking about that. I was like, oh. I mean, my middle name is Lee, L-E-I-G-H. So I could do like Abby, Abby Lee. Or yeah. just oh, or that's cute. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you, Sanderson. or you could be like Abby Cadabra. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with your son? Well, he just had this like virtual reading tutoring thing. And I guess he got frustrated during it and said, what the? And then that's it. And so then I got a note about it that he... They were kind of concerned with his attitude and saying, what the? And where he would have gotten anything like that. And I thought, oh, is, is that bad? Because <laughs> I say, what the? To my kids all the time. But I don't I don't finish it with anything. I think most recently, like an example would be, uh, he said he was like picked up stuff in his room and, and made his bed. And I walked in and stuff was just clearly thrown onto his bed, not really made. And I walk in and he's like, see? And I'm like, what the? Come on. <laughs> like, I say that, you know? Or well, if they, think- they act up, I say, seriously, guys, like, what the? And I just do that. And so now I guess he, he mimicked me. I think the real trouble comes into the word that comes after the. Right, but I don't it, say anything. Right, but if he said, what the heck, would you care? No. If he said, what the crap, would you care? A little bit more. But if he said, what the 
<laughs> you would care. Yeah. There are different levels of what the. But we don't even, I don't even say anything after. I just say, what the? What'd you tell the teacher? I just said, I just said, oh, I'm sorry. He got that from me. Like, I, I he does, we don't say anything after. We just say, what the? <laughs> and what'd they say back? <laughs> no, what the? I don't know. I, she, I don't think it was like a major concern. She just wanted yeah. me to know and be aware that he was, had this vocabulary. Did you have a conversation with him to stop saying that? Or are you like, it's okay to say that? Well, no, I haven't really addressed it yet. It's all new. I was going to bring it to you guys and see. Like, am I bad for saying that? Like, as a mom? Because I, I would say no. My mom again, said worse to me. Yeah, different different style. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, well, there was... My, I had like two different moms. Bef- my mom before we started going to church, and then my mom after. She changed like a lot. She used to cuss at me a lot pre finding Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I got cursed out all the time, even after Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not saying it's it's that's like bad, but yeah. I mean, I just remember one time I missed the bus, and my mom slammed the dishwasher and said that word I can't say where I can say and I like never will forget it it was effective I don't think I missed the bus after that but again that was (laughs) pre-Jesus I think you tell your son he shouldn't say that to his teacher right and I don't think he was saying that to her Mm -hmm. like he just was what the Yeah. yeah I'll just have a talk that I'm sorry buddy I mean but that's on me like I need to not react that way to them but that's just sometimes my frustration comes out with that. Maybe that's just an in-the-house word. Mm-hmm. Like, we can only say what the in-the-house. Yeah. It's okay for you to say this is our cool thing we get to do. I know, but now bad, he's going to accidentally like <laughs> Now he's gonna accidentally say it, and I'm going to be like, you know you're only supposed to say that at home. Yes, but that's okay. True or false, Amy? President Donald Trump has a golden toilet. Oh, true. True. Yeah. Crazy, huh? It's a real golden like toilet. fool's gold? No, real gold. What? It's a golden <sighs> toilet. Crazy. Um, last question. Should you kill a spider in your home? Mm-hmm. Well, think again. I know that the answer is no because the spider eats other things or something, but I don't care. A spider is important to uh, the ecosystem, ecosystem even indoor ecosystem. Yeah. And they will kill other pests like mosquitoes in your house if they come in. Yeah, but so are snakes. Yeah, Get I out of here with that. Then just... Don't want a spider. I'm having a plumbing issue at my house right now so, where the hot water's not coming to something. It's, I don't know. Guy went and looked at it yesterday and was like, hey, uh, your circulation's not right. And I swear to God, he says all these words and I, and I act like I know what he's talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I was thinking totally. that, yeah, yesterday oh, yeah. I was just commenting to Caitlin how I was like, you know, the manifest just isn't on dial-up. Mm-hmm. Did you check the Dewey joint? And he's like, <laughs> so he's like, do you think we need to do a full evaluation of the cer-? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I think so too. <laughs> so he's like, all right. Be like, I would do it myself, but I'm busy. Yeah, so, yeah. So you hit him with it. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what they're what they're doing in my house. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones.